Welcome to the Global Band Group, a podcast that brings you stories, news, and great guests from across the world of wind, brass, marching band, and drum corps. My name is Keith Kelly, and I'm a band director from the west coast of Ireland. Each episode, I sit down with band musicians and directors from across the world to talk about their stories, their bands, and how they're making an impact in their communities. Before we start, you can find out more about the podcast and the people and stories that we feature over at bandsofireland.com forward slash the global band room. And you can also find us on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter at the global band room. And now on with the show. Welcome back to the Global Band Room. My name is Keith Kelly. Later in the show, I have Bjorn Buss. He is the artistic director of the World Music Contest in Kirkrada, which is a great event that happens every four years. It has marching bands, concert bands in this beautiful village in the Netherlands. Um, Bjorn talked to me about the event that they were meant to have next year that they've now had to put off until 2022 because of COVID. Um, And if you've never heard of the WMC, uh, this is a great opportunity to learn all about that. Plus, Bjorn is just a super uh, conductor and has so much experience. He's a member of the WASBY board of directors. Just a super interesting guy. So uh, I hope you enjoy that interview. But first, uh, a few announcements. If you have been listening to this podcast since the very beginning, you'll know that it actually started as a Bands of Ireland live stream uh, just after COVID hit back in March. Actually, the first one was on March 16th, the day before St. Patrick's Day. So it's going to be very hard for me to forget that. Um, We're going back to doing a live stream for Bands of Ireland. It's separate to this. It's separate to the Global Band Room. So if you have more of an interest in international guests, you know, concert band people, marching band people from around the world, stay here. This is what we're going to be doing here in the Global Band Room. But Bands of Ireland is going to be launching a brand new live stream next Wednesday. So that live stream is going to be weekly. It's going to be on Facebook and my usual partner in crime for all things band here in Ireland is Barbara Dowling. Uh, Barbara has been involved with me on the Irish Symphonic Wind Orchestra Committee. She has been uh, part of the Celtic Band Festival and was part of the foundation of Bands of Ireland too. So um, yeah, for anyone that doesn't know Barbara, um, yeah, yeah. You're going to have two people that like to talk on that podcast. And every week we're going to invite various different band directors from around the country to come on and just talk a little bit about their band and what's happening. So if you have uh, an interest in bands of Ireland, if you're from a band in Ireland, uh, that's going to be every Wednesday night on Facebook at 9pm. And you can download it as a podcast afterwards. And now over to the interview with Bjorn Bus. So Bjorn, thank you so much for joining me on the Global Band Bandroom podcast. Um, uh, how have you been keeping? Uh, well, yeah. First of all, thank you for inviting me. Um, uh, very nice to uh, to always uh, to talk about wind music in general, um, mm-hmm. and especially uh, with people all over the world. So, thank you for that. Um, yeah, you're very welcome. Well, it, it, it's going it's going well, but of course, this this whole COVID situation doesn't make it easy at the moment. We are changing every week. Uh, numbers are going up at this moment in in the Netherlands where I live, so we have to adapt to uh, new situations and changing plans um, every week or so. 
And I know you're a very well traveled musician. Um, you would you would tour quite a bit, and you would be you'll be very busy um, yeah. uh, moving around the world and conducting. So I, I imagine this year has been particularly difficult, not only missing music but missing travel too. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, traveling. Um, well, I, I'm at home now since March this year. And I had some great trips uh, going to Switzerland uh, for, as a jury member for a competition for wind bands. I was jury member for the Singapore International Band Festival that has been cancelled in July. Um, I had a guest conducting job in Tokyo uh, now in November uh, in Japan that has been cancelled. Um, yeah, a lot of a lot of those things that uh, that has com- completely stopped. Yeah, uh, I, I, I've, I've never had as many opportunities than this year to travel and so many invitations. And, and unfortunately, yeah. it, it, it hasn't happened. And I know um, when when this podcast releases, we'll be very close to the Midwest Clinic, which is where we met uh, in person for the first time last yeah. year. Yeah. And it's always such a great opportunity for people to, to meet and to talk. And um, unfortunately, we just won't have that this year. And that, that, that human connection is just really missing right now at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we do a lot of, of course, we do a lot online, and um, but but yeah, nevertheless, I mean, uh, it's online, and you miss that feeling of of uh, of being together. Absolutely right. Yeah. Well, let's talk a little bit about your um, you and and your background for anyone that that doesn't know um, Bjorn Bus. Bjorn is the director of the World Music Contest in Kerkrada, very very famous. Um, competition for wind bands and marching bands and um, it's a huge huge event that happens once every four years and we definitely will be talking a little bit more about that he's also on the he's one of the directors of the uh, board for WASBY which is the World Association of Symphonic Bands and Ensembles and I know if you're a band director out there at all or a composer you're definitely going to be aware of that but we'll talk a little bit about that as well just in case you uh, haven't uh, come across WASBY before but um Bjorn, let's talk a little bit about your background in music. Um, did you did you always um, see yourself as as pursuing a career in music? Um, what was your what were your early days like as a as a young musician? Uh, oh well, that that started a little bit later. I, I was uh, educated uh, more in the nature business as a forester. That was my oh. first. Uh, yeah, that, but but then you're talking about uh, well, I was 13, 14, 15 years old. Hmm. Um, and then, uh, well, at the time I started playing percussion, um, at 12 years old, I think, and that developed in a wind band to eventually going, uh, to the trombone, uh, playing in a very high skilled community bands. Um, as you know, maybe, uh, in the Netherlands, we have a tradition of, uh, the wind band scene coming out of this community band scene. Right. So it's not, it's not, um, as for example, in America, uh, school-based or university-based, it's really, we have high-skilled community bands that play on a really high level. Um, and that's where I was being grown up and, and playing percussion first and then trombone and then uh, switched to, uh, from my nature business uh, <laughs> education, switched to uh, the, the conservatory to study trombone first. Mm. And, uh, well, uh, conducting was uh, going parallel on this. So I was, I think, 17 or 18 years old when I started uh, studying as a conductor and a trombone player. 
So d- let's go back a little bit into the uh, into the forest forestry days. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, that's really interesting. Uh, was was the band connected to the industry in any way? I know there's 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 actually a number of forestry brass bands in Ireland and in uh, the UK as well. Yeah. Were they connected in any way, or no, or was no, there no connection? No, we don't have that tradition in the. Oh, okay. We had that with the mining industry uh, mm. very long ago, but but the last mines were closed in 1960. So. Uh, okay. There were some wind bands connected to that mining industry uh, in the southern part of the Netherlands, but no, we don't have that. So the, the forestry thing is just a, a fascination for nature that I had as a child. Um, well, and is that uh, is that something that you have maintained an interest in, Bjorn, outside of music? Absolutely. Nature yeah. and in yeah. the environment? Yeah, absolutely. As a hobby, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, not professionally, but as a hobby. Uh, yeah, I, I, that it, it's for me uh, walking in the woods and, and, and going outside and um, enjoying nature uh, is a thing for me to get inspiration as a conductor and also to, uh, to get some, yeah, some, some moments of rest and inspiration, uh, meditation besides conducting. Yeah. Nice. Um, and, and tell me, uh, did, did your family, uh, were your family musicians, that, that, that local community wind band, um, had you got any connection with that or were you, uh, were you a newcomer to music in your family? I was a newcomer. Yeah. Hmm. In my family, there were, there is no, uh, no uh, musicians. Uh, we don't have any musicians in our family. I have a very small family and, mm-hmm. uh, no, I'm. I, I was the first. I'm still the first, <laughs> and uh, I hope my daughter is seven now. I hope she will. Um, she will start soon. Uh, getting, getting some more interest in music and wind music in particular. Yeah. Good. My my daughter's seven too, and she's just after starting on flute too. So ah, <laughs> it's a yeah, yeah. It's a good age to to get them started. And will she w- will she go through a community band? Do you think as well, or will she start off in a conservatoire model? I hope so. I hope she will go to a community band, but yeah, yeah, I definitely I will stimulate that. But uh, you, you never know with children uh, how it works. But I I let them free, and then we will see. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, tell me a little bit about your uh, decision then to move from uh, performance uh, predominantly to conducting. Uh, I think anyone that I speak to, uh, you know, I spoke to Mark Heron recently and Philip Harper, and they they mentioned the same thing. There was just a moment in their career where they realized this was the this was the thing that they wanted to really focus on, that 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 magic of standing on front of an ensemble. Tell me about maybe that moment in your career where that you realized this was what you wanted to do. Yeah, it's not really a moment, you know. It's 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 um you're 12, 13 years old and you're fascinated by by wind music. I was I was at that time um fascinated about military music, military bands that that attracted me. I don't know why. Uh, because <laughs> a lot of people of my age uh, had completely different uh, hobbies and and listened to different cities than I did, but I was listening to marching music and and, and military bands. I was absolutely fascinated by that. And and uh, well, at that time, um, the first thing you do is, uh, in in my case, was conducting with a CD um, at home, <laughs> complete conclusion. Um, and and trying to to conduct some marches, uh, and then you're 14, 15 years old, and then you pick up the trombone, uh, and then I, at that time I played in a national youth wind band, 
Um, and my first teacher, Alex Hillings, uh, was the conductor of the National Youth Wind Band in the Netherlands at that time. Um, and I think there was a point in, in, in rehearsals with them that I thought, okay, maybe now I can really pick this up and, and go and study this uh, because I wanted it for a few years uh, already before. So I think the mo- there was not a really exact moment, but I know it, it is around that time that I thought, okay, this is really what I want. I want to be a trombone player professional, but I also want to be a professional conductor. And I knew in my heart that there will be a time where I um, say uh, goodbye to the trombone and will focus completely on conducting. Well, I mean, that was such such a young age to kind of have that realization too, and uh, to be conducting uh, CDs. I'm I'm sure there's a lot of uh, band directors and musicians out there that that uh, that 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 have have had that moment as a as a young musician as well, where they're where they're conducting along with CDs. Actually, in fact, I imagine there's a lot of us that have been doing that in 2020. <laughs> <laughs> have you been conducting along with MP3s this year? No, no, no. I don't do that anymore because, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, if if you can work with live orchestra. You don't need that that's one <laughs> and two um yeah for the beginning it is okay i mean but but uh to conduct the city is of course uh yeah <laughs> now now i hear the music in my head and i don't need to, I need to conduct that anymore no <laughs> right <laughs> but it's, it's um, an interesting thing because is it the fascination for conducting is that something that is in the beginning, uh, I talk with my students a lot about this. Is is it something that that comes from the the idea of having power, uh, to have the feeling you are in the front of an orchestra and and they all have to say what you what you are doing, or they all have to do what you are saying? Sorry, other way around. Um, or is it something dif- different? And that's that's always uh, I find that always a very interesting um, aspect in the development of a young conductor. Uh, where it, in my case, in the beginning, it was more like the fascination to um, be in front of a big orchestra and and give direction. Uh, and later on, you realize that 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 idea of power is something completely wrong, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that changes to a more uh, democratic um, uh, function of the conductor, where you uh, create the circumstances. The perfect circumstances, so the musicians can um, can play as as musical as they can. So that's an interesting thing. Later on, then you went and and, and took part in. I mean, ironically, the the world music contest um, as a as a young conductor too, and and in many other uh, conducting competitions. And, and, yeah. and were, were, you were very successful, and I think that was around the time that I sort of, I remember Fergus O'Carroll here in Ireland telling me oh, yeah. about you yeah. and this, this young, young upcoming conductor that, that uh, everyone in Europe should know. Um, uh, tell me a little bit about the, entering those, those competitions in conducting. I mean, for anyone that hasn't entered a conducting competition or seen one, how, how is conducting, um, how do, how do those competitions work? And if what, what would your recommendations be to anyone that is considering entering a competition like that at some time? Yeah, I would absolutely do it. Uh, I mean, you learn so much in your development as a conductor, as a young conductor, uh, by doing uh, competitions. Uh, first of all, uh, you have the chance to, to uh, study uh, some very good repertoire most of the time in a very short uh, time period. 
Um, so most of the times those, those conducting competitions have two or three or four rounds and you have to prepare the repertoire for all these rounds because you don't know if you will go to the finals. You can, you can, you can go to, if, if you, if you arrive to the finals, you have to know everything, every, uh, ob- obligated repertoire. Um, so yeah, you, it's it's always interesting to 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 have this uh, this opportunity to to study all those repertoire for a competition. Uh, that's one aspect. The other aspect is that, of course, um, with a competition you have to work in a certain time with an orchestra that's uh, most of the time limited to. Yeah, that depends, of course, on the rounds. If you are in the first round or the second round and third round, but you begin mostly with 15 minutes or 10 minutes working with an orchestra. And then, um, well, you have to prove in that 10 minutes that you are capable of, of conducting. Um, and, and that's, uh, something that you normally don't learn as a young conductor, uh, in your, in your school period or uh, working with amateur community bands, for example, mm-hmm. you have normally a, a rehearsal of two hours, uh, that, and now you have to work in 15 minutes and you have to really pinpoint what you want to do, have your interpretation ready and and show what you can. And that's something that I learned with uh, with competitions. I mean, of course, um, if you win competitions or you end in the, in the finals, it's also very good for your for your for your name as a conductor in your career. But mm-hmm. the most important thing is getting this experience, this 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 competition experience in working fast with with mostly professional orchestras, and um, having the opportunity to to know a lot of standard good repertoire in a short time. And and you entered both brass and wind band competitions, um, uh, 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 Bjorn. Uh, had you got a preference at that stage? Had, did you consider yourself more of a wind band conductor or a brass band conductor? Had you got a career in mind for one or the other, or were you happy to conduct uh, you know, any professional ensemble? Yeah, you know, Keith, for me, conducting is conducting. Right. For me, there is no absolutely no difference between conducting a brass band or conducting a wind band or conducting an orchestra. Uh, mm-hmm. The way that uh, certain ensembles react on a conductor um, has more to do with uh, the way they uh, articulate, the way they their tradition is. Um, of course, there is a difference in in how strings react to a conductor than uh, wind players. Um, and then you have a, a maybe a difference between brass players or wind players. But overall, conducting is conducting, and it's one language. Um, and if you if you understand the language and and you conduct, then then you conduct all over the world, um, different kind of ensembles. It's no problem. Over the years, I've had the pleasure to host many visiting international bands, choirs and orchestras here in Ireland, alongside my own bands and groups. Every one of these events is exciting, and my favourite part of each exchange is seeing the musicians, kids and adults, interact with each other, sharing their stories and experiences. If it wasn't for the accent, I'm not sure I could identify my own band kids sometimes. So, when I got into the music travel business, 
I wanted to make sure I was working with a company that understood that these exchanges were at the heart of the experience and not just something to be ticked off an itinerary. I've been so fortunate to find not one but two companies, Celtic Horizon Tours in Ireland and Kaleidoscope Adventures in Florida. They share these values and they respect the ensembles and students that they work with. So, whether you're trying to plan a domestic tour in the US with the highest of standards for ensuring your group is safe and healthy, or whether you're starting to plan for that international trip in 2022, you can contact me at keith at globalbandroom.com to start working with me and these world-class student travel teams. And while you're doing that, you're supporting the podcast and documentaries. Thank you. Bjorn, you've had a long history of working with military bands, uh, from that WMC competition in 2009 with the Marine Band of the Royal Netherlands Navy uh, to your ongoing work with the Royal Netherlands Army Band. Uh, do you enjoy your work with military bands in particular? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the the, um, the military bands in the in the Netherlands always had have been an example uh, for uh, high-skilled uh, wind bands wind band uh, playing um, and if you compare it with the community bands I mean we have we have of course uh, some very good community bands that for example go to the WMC competition and and play there in the concert division at a very high level um, but if you if it's it's very simple if you want a career if you like to have a career as a conductor professional wind band conducting then the only opportunity in the Netherlands that you have is to aim for a conductor's position in the military because the community bands are still amateur players, of course. And and I say that absolutely with a lot of respect because you have very good amateur players in the Netherlands. Um, but if you, if you, your ambition is to, to conduct at a professional level, then the direction is most of the time in the military bands, or you have to go outside of the Netherlands, of course. And we have we have a few military bands that uh, that have a very um, very high standard and a very uh, high tradition. Um, you were talking about the, the the Marine Band, the Royal Marine Band, of course, but also uh, the Royal Military Band, Johan Willem Friso in Asse. Um, there's also a, 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 well, a, a military band that has a very uh, big tradition and a high level. I do want to ask you a little bit about the term wind orchestra. It seems to be a very popular term these days, wind orchestra. And, and particularly, there seems to be quite a number of uh, groups um, that you conduct uh, within the Netherlands uh, and beyond uh, that, that use the term wind orchestra. Is wind orchestra just a new term for concert band or wind band, or do you do you see it being a, a new development and a new type of ensemble? If you're talking about um, wind orchestra in terms of a very big wind band of, of eighty people, ninety people, that's not 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 uh, not something new. Uh, that's not a new development. I mean, that's something that goes back uh, in the time from the from Napoleon. I mean, we have in Europe a tradition. Um, you have to know that our tradition of, of wind bands or concert bands, or how you want to call them, um, comes from the French tradition um, in the time from Napoleon and then went up to Belgium and then came to the Netherlands. So we are used to having um, these French type of, of, of wind orchestras uh, 
beginning at 60 people and going up to uh, eventually over 100 people uh, most of the times. I mean, in Spain, we have that same uh, tradition uh, of this of this big wind orchestras, and that's also a very old tradition that's not really new. Uh, but it's completely different uh, than than the American tradition of, of uh, the wind ensemble, um, as Frederick Fresnel um, has developed it in the years, um, or seeing it as an ensemble of the, 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 the winds of the orchestra. So I think in the world we have we have a, a few different traditions of uh, wind band culture and and how it's been built up, and that's 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 also very interesting to uh, to compare or to talk about. And and so would you compare the wind orchestra as an ensemble to maybe the symphonic wind band? Would they would they be similar sort of ensembles in terminology? Yeah, it, you know t- what's what's a symphonic wind band and and a symphonic concert band or a wind <laughs> orchestra? It's I think it's all the same. Uh, it's all the 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 same name for uh, the ensemble. And and I mean, how many musicians you have or which instruments that um, that 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 they are um, that they have is 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 something that that's more uh, based on the tradition, the country. Where they're, where they're from. Now, you're one of the directors of the, uh, bo- the, the sorry, I'll start that again. You're on the um, board of directors for WASB, which is the World Association of Symphonic Bands and Ensembles. Yeah. Um, for anyone that isn't familiar with WASB, uh, and can you tell me a little bit about what the organization is, what its purpose is, and what its goals are? Yeah, I can do that. That's no problem. Um, well, uh, the World Association of, for Symphonic Bands and Ensembles, WASB, is, is uh, in fact the only international organization we have um, of wind band conductors and composers and performers, etc. Um, and it's an, it's an organization that um, is, is, is imp- it's dedicated to enhancing the quality of the wind band over the world. Um, and, it's an organization that has, of course, uh, a lot of members all over the world, um, from uh, composers to uh, musicians to conductors to publishers to teachers, um, and uh, the the association uh, is in fact open to all individuals or or institutions and industries that are interested in in symphonic uh, wind music or wind bands and ensembles. And uh, we try to to organize conferences where we bring those people together and uh, have have the opportunity to listen to to concerts, to listen to seminars, uh, different topics about wind band world. so yeah, it, I think it's it's a, a very uh, important organization where we can bring people together all over the world that have the fascination to, to um, yeah to 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 make the wind band world a better world. And tell me a little bit about the the conventions that WASB um, organizes. Um, a lot of people that are are familiar with WASB are familiar with it because of the conventions and the great concerts and and events that they organize. Um, tell me a little bit about the purpose and the role of those conventions, and um, maybe about the any upcoming convention that might be happening should we get through the next uh, couple of years. 
Yeah, well, um, as I said, those conferences uh, are normally uh, once two year. Uh, we have the big conference going on. Um, so we had the last conference last year in Spain, in Buñol. Um, and uh, next year, we um, should have the next conference in Prague, in the Czech Republic. Uh, but that has been postponed. Of course, a lot of things have been postponed um, by the, uh, the COVID situation that we have at this moment. And uh, we postponed that next conference to 2022. And then we have a big conference going on from July 19 till 23 in Prague. And as I said before, um, those international conferences are the, the opportunity to meet other um, uh, WASBI, WASBI members, uh, of course, exchange ideas, exchange information. Uh, we normally have a lot of interesting people from the wind band world uh, being invited to give some seminars. Uh, we have interesting concerts going up from uh, orchestras that we invite or bands that we invite. Um, it's it's mostly a mixture of the local bands. For example, in the Czech Republic, you have the opportunity to listen to a concert of the Czech uh, military bands. But we also invite um, um, ensembles or orchestras from abroad to come in and and uh, bring the bring in their own repertoire. There are repertoire sessions. We have, uh, for example, a competition going on for composers for getting some new repertoire going on. So very interesting things to um, to visit and to, to listen to. Um, I, I, absolutely. And I, I, if you haven't been to one of these uh, WASBI con conferences uh, at some point, whether you get an opportunity to play there with your band or, or attend there as yeah. an audience member, I, I would highly, highly recommend it. There's there's so so many amazing bands and events happening at these conferences. Uh, so now might be the time to start looking ahead to to some of those future ones. Um, WASBI yeah, also... They, they play, sorry, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, Keith. What I, what I uh, wanted to say also, for me, the WASBI, uh, the WASBI organization was, for me, the first step to get an idea about what's going on in the rest of the world uh, on wind band. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, uh, especially, really, especially for young people that are listening uh, that want to have a career as a conductor outside of their country where they are at this moment, um, the first opportunity to, to get in contact with a lot of people and, and get information about how, how these wind band, the wind band world is developing in, in Asia or in America or in Europe is by WASBI, uh, by visiting these conferences. So they are very important for every uh, conductor or musician that wants that want to, to brighten their, their space and their horizon. Uh, absolutely, and and I would also say that Walsby um, has a has amazing resources on repertoire too with their with their website wasby.org w a s b e dot org. Um, if you are a young uh, director conductor looking to broaden the repertoire that you play with your band and maybe move outside of your own country's or uh, uh, repertoire, uh, Wasby has an amazing resource of, of uh, music and uh, their website and their social media does a great job in promoting uh, new works all of the time. So very, very worth, worth, worthwhile looking at. Um, talking of that repertoire promotion, 
and commissioning and so on. Wasby really um, makes a, it make it's it's at the heart of Wasby to promote original wind band repertoire. Um, how important is it for bands and community bands to play new repertoire to promote? original repertoire and to potentially if they're in a position to commission new works uh well in general i think it's very important i mean uh we still have a way to go i mean the the, the repertoire for uh, for symphony orchestras uh, they have of course a very longer tradition uh, and a longer time frame in in which uh, repertoire has been written so um of course, we have we have some great repertoire from from the old days that we still can play. I mean, uh, if if you play the repertoire from Granger or, or Holtz or um, well, whatever else there is, um, th- that's absolutely uh, great to do. But but um, yeah, I think it's important that that um, there are still um, new works being written for for this ensemble, for wind band, for wind orchestra. And um, especially, I think there has to be an, an, an impulse to composers that normally write for orchestra to get them involved to also write for, for wind band or concert band. Bjorn, I want to talk a little bit about your um, primary role these days with the World Music Contest. Um, I know certainly there's quite a number of Irish bands have traveled to it over the years, and it will be a, a very popular event um with with many european bands but there may be a number of people that are unfamiliar with it particularly with 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 u.s audiences um the wmc happens every four years is that right well actually can you tell me a little bit about the um origins of the wmc well the the wmc festival is is a a festival that that um has been held every four years in karakarada since 1951 so that means we are preparing now our 70 anniversary next year. And um, you can see it as a meeting place for uh, musicians and, and, and visitors from uh, different backgrounds that come into contact and, um, and make music. And, and what we do is we, we actually offer a platform for contests um, for wind bands, not only wind bands, also fanfare bands and brass bands, as, as you mentioned before, and the march and show uh, competitions. Um, we also um, give a platform for percussion ensembles. That's something that we developed in the last years. And we have the, the well, I can say, the famous conductors competitions going on. So a lot of competitions are going on. Um, and I think in the, in the past uh, 70 years, the WMC is a leading player in uh, the international wind band world. Um, you have to imagine that we normally in a, in a festival, we, we, we welcome around 20,000 musicians from all over the world. And we have uh, at least 300,000 visitors coming in that month to the city of Kerkrade. So that's a lot. Um mm. You were asking me about a little bit about the history. Um, Kerkrade is uh, situated in the south of the Netherlands. And um, I talked a little bit in the beginning about the mine industry, the coal industry. Um, and and uh, the mine industry uh, provided a, a source uh, of music culture at that time. 
So um, uh, wind bands and fanfare bands uh, in and around Kerkwaard were very important for the cultural and social life uh, in the village and were also associated with this mining industry and the coaling. Um, and, um, well, after the Second World War, so in 1951, the idea arose to organize a festival in Kerkrade. Um, and they started in 1951 with, with um, inviting um, a brass band from England and um, bring them uh, to Kerkrade. And that's, that's the way the festival started, very small. Wow. And then every four years, it developed and getting bigger and bigger and bigger. So uh, we're preparing now for the next festival in 2022. Uh, we had planned the festival for 2021, but we po- postponed that um, also one year. Um, we can talk about that maybe a little bit later um, about the reason. Yeah. But yeah. It's amazing to it's amazing to hear to any other festival organizers out there that um you know are are starting out with a new festival. Uh Kirkrada, the WMC started out with one brass band from the UK. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. That's an amazing story. Yeah, that's amazing. And then it then it it became bigger and bigger, of course. Um yeah, it, it it's it's an amazing story and 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 uh, well, we are very proud about our history and uh, and we hope to continue this festival for the next uh, 70 years, of course. Yeah. And your role there, Bjorn, is as the artistic director. And yeah. uh, I, I know from speaking to you before, one of your goals has been to make sure that outside of that once every four years festival, that annually and even biannually, that there's other um, events happening outside of, of that that um period. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about your role and, and, and the goals that you're working towards there? Yeah, my role as an, as an artistic manager, I'm the overall um, artistic man- or general artistic manager. Uh, we also have an artistic manager, especially for the march and show sector, uh, because that's, that's um, a different kind of, of sector, uh, marching and show uh, bands, as you know. Um, so that's my colleague, Hank Smith, that's doing that part. And I'm responsible for the rest and and the general artistic uh, um, thing of the festival. Um, well, uh, my role, of course, is to to organize with my team uh, the WMC festival, the big festival, every four years. So I'm responsible for the competitions, but also for the lineup. Um, next to the competitions, we also have a, a lineup of of mostly professional. Uh, bands and orchestras that we um, that we we give a spot during the festival uh, to give concerts, gala concerts. Uh, I'm also responsible for the education um, the education section. So we develop a lot of um, educational activities. Uh, at this moment, we call them the WMC Academy. And then you can think about uh, conductors' courses, uh, courses for chamber music, for wind players courses for instrumentalists um, and that's that's all in the in the wind band uh, scene mm-hmm. uh, so that's one uh, well every four years we have the big festival of course but uh, since two years we started with a festival that we are organizing every year and that's called blow blow by wmc and that's a different kind of festival where we are trying to um to zoom in on 
the not so traditional kinds of wind music. I mean, wind music is a very broad thing. Uh, we're now talking about the symphonic wind ensemble or concert band world, but of course, uh, in jazz or pop. Uh, or uh, traditional folk music, you also have a lot of wind music involved. And, um, uh, for example, big bands or um, uh, uh, the the German traditional folk music. Um, And that's a part of of, of wind music that that we try to, to get together during this blow festival. And that's also a festival where we, where we give the opportunity to have a lot of experiments and crossovers going on between uh, symphonic wind music and uh, jazz, pop, rock, or folk music. Cool. So that's what what we Very are cool. yeah, what we're trying to organize every year. If you don't have a WMC festival, um, as I said, we're we're actively now with the WMC Academy to organizing uh, one or two events a year. Um, and we last um, last month we organized um, a project that's called Revived, where we um, 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 recorded with the Royal Military Band um, a few pieces for chamber music winds, and that we tried to um, publish. Um, yeah, well, we published it for free. <laughs> and everyone can download it for free. It's called Revived. It's from a young composer, Christian Janssen. And uh, that that's uh, that are also new initiatives that we try to develop in the years that we don't organize the big festival. Uh, it, uh, uh, anyone that I know that has attended the festival over the years has come back just saying that it's the most uh, amazing band event that they've been at. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to bringing some of my own bands there in the future. Bjorn, if people would like to find out more about the WMC, first of all, uh, maybe they're interested in attending as an audience member and enjoying Kerkrada for some time, or maybe they're interested in uh, having their band attended. How do they find out more about the WMC? Yeah, I would say have a look at our website, of course, www wmc.nl that's the website it's also in english so um well you can find every information about uh, about the festival on the website and i know 2021 was originally meant to have been the um the 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 event um uh, the, the next event but that's been pushed off to 2022 is registration open for bands for 2022 right now uh, 2022 registration will open the 1st of april next year and then Very we'll good. go on until the 1st of October. So bands that are interested can can also, uh, can apply um, from the 1st of April on. Yeah. Fantastic. And Bjorn, if people would like to find out more about you and your work, where can they go? Uh, I still have a website going on. It's it's a little bit in development at this moment, but, um, well, the website is, is under my name, www.bjornbus.nl. And there's also an Eng- it, it's in English at this moment. I think yeah, it's completely in English now. So it is. Uh, You're right. <laughs> it's not really uh, um, <laughs> in an actual situation. I see that my my agenda is not really uh, working at the moment. But we're working. We're working at it. So yeah. I, I don't think anyone's agenda is working right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, Bjorn, thank you so much uh, for for joining me uh, on the Global Bandroom podcast, um, and uh, it's been it's been it's been great having you. Yeah, thank you very much, Keith. 
Thank you. And that's our show for this week. Thank you again to Bjorn for joining me on this episode. You can find all of the links to Wasby, the World Music Contest, and to Bjorn's own website over at our website, globalbandroom.com, where you'll find show notes for this episode and all of the other shows and documentaries that we produce, as well as the upcoming documentaries that we're producing. And I'll be back next week talking to more of the great guests from around the band world. So head over to your favorite podcast app and make sure you subscribe. And in the meantime, you can stay up to date with me on Facebook and Instagram at The Global Band Room. So until next time, stay safe, and I'll see you back in the band room. <laughs>